1: Dear Hank and John.
0: Or as I prefer to think of it, Dear John and Hank.
1: It's a podcast where two brothers bring you all the week's news from both Mars and AFC Wimbledon. What? No. Gosh.
0: It's a podcast where two brothers answer your questions, give you dubious advice, and bring you all the week's news from both Mars and AFC Wimbledon. Hank, we only have 45 minutes to record today because we spent the first 15 minutes of our recording session talking about stuff. I don't know. I don't know why we, why'd we do that, John? I don't know. We were just having a brotherly conversation and forgot yeah. to record it, unfortunately. But hey, that. listen, I was yeah. just thinking, oh, do you have a dad joke? Ah, uh, no, that's fine.
1: Maybe Great. I'll, maybe I I'll just, work one in
0: later. I was just thinking, and totally give me the stink eye if I'm wrong on this one, yeah. but have we not talked enough about the fact that you
1: had cancer? Uh, I think I'm good not talking too much about it. <laughs> Are you? Cause or, I, or maybe I feel like I've talked too much about it. I don't know what the right balance is.
0: I'm trying to understand if it's like better for processing right. to talk about it more mm-hmm. in public or if it's better for processing to just kind of move on from it in public, even if you, I presume, aren't and won't move on from it privately.
1: yeah, yeah. I think that it will continue to be a part of my story, but hopefully less and less as the years go by, go by. Obviously, as the years right. go by, I um, but yeah, I I mean, it definitely has changed my relationship with anxiety a lot. I didn't really understand, and had didn't have like the tools to deal with that. Because I hadn't dealt with it as much, I certainly had lots of stressful and nervous-making and anxious times in my life, but not to the point where it sort of takes over the way that it does now sometimes. Yeah, and right. um, and and you've been very helpful in that, and because you do have that experience, I
0: have, I have, uh, yes, I have swum through those waters. I think the best image for it I've ever seen is um, is in Edna St. Vincent Millay's poem, where she talks about. Um, how three flakes and then four arrive at the beginning of a snowstorm mm-hmm. and you just see a few flakes and then there's a line break and she says, then many more. How like it just starts off with <sighs> just like a thought yeah. or like a few thoughts mm-hmm. and then many more. many more.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and the thing that has helped me the most has been thinking about uh, what, what, what you said, which is like the anxiety is saying like, Hey, there's something we need to pay attention to. And if you're like, I don't think you're there. That doesn't help. <laughs> no.
0: You know? If, if, you, yeah, if right. you're like,
1: there isn't something we need to pay attention to. Shush. That yeah. is that, that it's, it continues to sit and build and, and, and right. uh, get spikier and spikier. So you have to say, yes, there is something that we should be worried about, and here's what it is, and, and I, rec- I recognize that your fear is valid, and I see it, and I, uh, we, are, we are doing the right thing with regards to it. Yeah, uh, and we still need to do the
0: dishes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so let's just do that.
0: There is still a world. Yeah, I've been struggling with my mental health some, uh, not some, quite a bit over the last few months, mm-hmm. and uh, we just got a puppy, Potato. His name is Potato.
1: Yes, I've 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 heard of Potato.
0: Do you know why we called him Potato? I don't think the listeners do. Ah, uh, yeah, because you tell me. The lady we we got Potato from is this wonderful uh, Croatian lady, and every time she would show us Potato, um, she would say, uh, "Look at him, look at him. He's just little Potato. You touch his ear, Potato. You touch his toes, <laughs> Potato." <laughs> he's just potato all the time, no matter what and we We told the kids that, and the kids were like, "What a great dog name. He's just little potato." And I was like, "No, no, no no no, yeah. no. he's just potato. We should name him Franklin or yeah. some, some fancy dog name, mm-hmm. you know, like King Joseph the Fourth of Bavaria,
1: but no, potato, well, so anyway. Yeah, I mean, the good news is, John, that I don't have this new peekaboo virus. Uh, Oh, there's a -a peekaboo virus? Yeah, it's super, it's very worrying. Pretty much everybody who gets peekaboo is sent straight to the ICU. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah okay I I like this thing where the dad joke comes in unexpectedly but like not in a way that's in line with the rest of the podcast like that did not line up at all with what I was talking about I was talking about <laughs> potato and it's clear that you just weren't listening to me and looked up I a went dad back joke to
1: the, I was bringing it back to the the health conversation
0: oh, okay all right yes at least you don't have, at least we don't have the peekaboo virus yeah. anyway it is both helpful and not helpful to have potato in my life right now because on the one hand he forces me to go outside no matter how bad the weather is and I mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. that's good for my stupid brain that likes to be outside and mm-hmm. get smoothed over a little bit by the, uh, you know, wind and whatnot. But um, okay. on the other hand, Jesus, he's a lot of work and I don't have a lot of energy right now. So I'm just faking it till I make it, Hank, uh, which is another thing I find helpful when it comes to uh, overwhelming anxiety or depressive episodes. Is just um, obviously you can't overdo it, but just uh, do the
1: basics, you know, do the basics do what's and next, ce- and it's celebrate. nice to have a busy schedule because yeah. you're like I yeah. have to do a podcast now. Yeah,
0: and well, I would say almost that we get to do a podcast now because I've missed I've missed doing this.
1: Right? I, was, no, I, I mean i a real, but
0: there are times when I'm like
1: I don't want to do anything. Sure, of course.
0: I I I don't think I've told you this yet, but I've had a real. It's only in the last two weeks when I've started to like turn to Sarah and like you and I will be like texting at night about. Something stupid you, about the news or social discourse or the quality of the the, the declining quality of certain social media platforms and <laughs> um and the 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 fascinating lives of the people who own them and uh, and Sarah will be like, "Why are you giggling?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm just talking to Hank." She's like, "It's time for bed. Read a book." And I'm like, "Oh, yeah, I want to talk to my brother though." And I'm just like it is only in the last couple of weeks that i've even allowed myself to think oh my god i'm so glad i get to talk to my brother
1: well let's hope that it stays all good news yeah i'm not that worried about that yeah i'm not that but worried about it but i know you are either. i'm a, i'm a little worried about it it's i mean it's so annoying like it's annoying. i thought i thought that surviving cancer th- there was always there were people who are like like cancer survivorship is hard and I was yeah. like, okay, I believe that. And here's what I think that means: After you're done with cancer, you have to like go back to your normal life and like remember what that's like, and try to do all the things that you were supposed to do before, right. and have right. all the same like things that you value that you valued before. When you're like, actually, what's it all about? <laughs> it's like, what's what's life? Why are we here? Uh, I thought, and that's hard. That is part of the survivorship thing, but very important to cancer survivorship and why there is a lot of support for people who have been through cancer treatment and, and cancer and are not are currently in remission, uh, is that it there's a bunch of problems. Like, yeah. you get disabled by treatment. You get disabled by your surgeries, your cancers, your chemotherapy. Like, that stuff, like, lingers and is hard to work through. You have a bunch of, like, things that might go wrong in the future that you have to keep an eye on. Like, I have this dramatically increased chance of sudden... Uh, pulmonary toxicity and scarring. That mm-hmm. is a years long thing, and I can never scuba dive ever in, again because of it. Which is weird because it's weird. Pressure, like, there's all these like things that you've been worried I wanna, about. I don't want to stop also, like, you, real... but I
0: am going to stop you. I think it's great news that you never get to scuba dive. That's actually, <laughs> I, I I hate to say it, but that's like it a huge worry six. off my list. It I was mean, never if you were going s- to. If you were going to scuba dive, it would have caused me so much stress. So I appreciate you at least doing one thing that's going to make my life better. Um, (laughs) But but go on. I didn't mean to interrupt.
1: Yeah. And
0: uh, yeah. So the, but it's not just that; it's also that like there's psychological stuff too, right? right. Like and and like I have that's all that's part of, of what changes.
1: Yeah, I have a bunch of increased risks for a bunch of things, including other cancers, including my own cancer, and so like the it, including it feels, mental health problems, which yeah. are very real. Yeah, it it feels very much like I I sh- like should be worried all the time, right? And like I kind of should be, right? And that's hard. Um, It's easier. It's honestly easier right now because I'm about to have a scan. And after the scan, I'll know what's up. But this is Mm -hmm. my last scan Mm -hmm. of the treatment plan. So if I get another scan, it's because we think something might be wrong.
0: Yeah. You know, I don't want to make everything about tuberculosis, Hank, but (laughs) it was believed for many years that tuberculosis was linked to madness Uh, especially in the late 19th and early 20th centuries, that insanity and tuberculosis kind of went hand in hand. And what actually, of course, went hand in hand is that when you have a serious life-threatening illness, it changes a lot of things about who you are and the way you look at the world. And also there is social isolation and stigma and people talking to you differently and all kinds of other factors Mm -hmm. that are, that can really profoundly shape your experience of being in the world. And so that totally makes sense to me that all of that stuff would be linked and that you would feel like you need to worry. Like, yeah, I, I, you know, I think it's part of what makes it hard, right? Is that you can't fight it with reason because it's perfectly reasonable to be worried.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and also like it's it's a thing that you that's very easy to be worried about, and you don't actually have the information. Like what? Like during cancer treatment, it was like I'm doing the thing I'm supposed to do, and right. now it's like, uh <laughs> yeah, right. So, like now I'm oh, just oh, waiting. Well, I'm yeah, just sitting here. Yeah, it, with regards to to health, yeah. I also, this is wild, can't take my, like, the main ulcerative colitis medicine I was on before because it increases the chances that the cancer will come back. So I have to take, like, my old crappy (laughs) UC medicine. But so far, so good with that stuff. Okay. Yeah. So it's all – it's just a whole different set of stuff to deal with. Like, for example – Sharks, this question is from Bruce, who asks, Dear Hank and John, I know- What a
0: transition. The- <laughs> only the most professional podcasters could pull off that kind of transition.
1: You never hear that stuff on Mim Bim Bam. <laughs> uh, there's been a lot of news about orcas destroying boats lately. Are they, only yeah. anim- are they the only animals that do this? How many shrimp would it take to sink a sailboat? Hank and John, more like sank by prawn, Bruce.
0: <laughs> it's worth reading just for that yeah. sign off. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, I don't really have anything else to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, like sharks will do this. Uh, there, there was a boat in Australia that was recently uh, attacked and partially destroyed by cookie cutter sharks, which is oh. the most adorable little name for a shark. Do you know how cookie cutter sharks got their adorable little name,
0: John? Do they bite in a way that like leaves behind a perfect Christmas ornament
1: shape? Yeah. Yeah. It looks, leaves behind a little cookie hole, like the size oh. and shape of a cookie. Wow. It's so so upsetting. <laughs> that's that's a bit of a
0: bummer. I was hoping and, that it would be... And Australians
1: were like, yeah, we'll call that a cookie-cut-a-shack uh, because it's... God.
0: <laughs> Thank God you didn't pretend to be Australian for a year. You just pretended <laughs> to be British.
1: Because <laughs> it's adorable. And everything in Australia has to sound really cute and be horrifying.
0: I... Um... I I can't do accents as 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 you know if I try to do an English accent it sounds german I'm 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 um and if I try to do a german accent it sounds like way too german I've been dungeon mastering my my uh, son and his friends in a, in, a, mm-hmm. in an adventure and and I'm first off I like to think that I'm a pretty creative person it's been my my career um and yet somehow these kids they're just so unafraid of being like lame everyone knew that was going to be an intellect devourer you're not tricking anybody <laughs> <laughs> my like, god guys you know just be give lip service at least to my plot twists but anyway i try to do voices and they they they're relentless they're like where is he from is he uh is he French, but his mother's Polish? Is he Algerian, but he's got a dad from Botswana? Like, what's ha- what is happening there? Yeah. Um, but I do have. I think I have. I think I've mastered one Australian word thanks to the social internet, which is "no." And I think Nar. it's like this. I think it's like "no."
1: Yeah, that's kind Nar. of better. No, 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 nope, Nar. nope. I
0: didn't get it that time. No, oh.
1: nope. Ah, oh, god, I lost it. I had it for nope. a hot second. <laughs> the last one was just nope. Uh, the, I think that uh, I think that shrimp could totally shrink uh, sink a ship if they wanted to. Mantis shrimp punch really hard. I saw a video when I was thinking about this question of a man getting punched through his boot by a mantis shrimp. And he was like, that hurt very bad. And then he takes off his boot and he's bleeding on the inside of his boot. Oh my God. So yeah, if you can make make a man bleed through a boot, then you can probably, if you work hard enough, punch a hole through a boat. But Right. I think the challenge
0: to. for mantis shrimp would not be whether they can do it. It would be whether they could get organized and collaborative <laughs> yeah. enough to do it.
1: <laughs> They're pretty smart, but I don't know that they have that going for them yet.
0: Yeah. Um, Hank, I really need to ask this question because I have – an astonishingly similar story, okay. so similar that it reminds me of your first novel, An Absolutely Remarkable Thing. Amy writes, Dear John and Hank, last night I had a nightmare involving a pelican. Mm. It was trying to eat me, which was really yeah. scary and painful. What's the likelihood of being eaten by a pelican? How do I stop this from becoming a recurring nightmare? Pelicans, pumpkins, and penguins, Amy. Amy. Now, first offhand, can you be eaten by a pelican? I assume not.
1: Um, you can you, I mean, if somebody wanted you to be, they could make it happen, but only after you were already dead. Uh and they'd have to do a lot of the work of yeah, making it. Yeah, pelicans it don't have pelican teeth. Pelican size. Um I actually uh ordered pelican at a restaurant once. Pelican soup. Did you? Uh it was delicious, but the bill was enormous. Oh god,
0: there's two of them. <laughs> All right, so I know nothing is less interesting than other people's dreams, as my friend Amy Cross Rosenthal always liked to point out immediately yep. before telling me about her most recent dream. Yeah. But I would like to tell you about this pelican dream I have because it's nuts. So I'm walking Potato— And I'm with a neighbor, not a neighbor I know well, but like somebody from the neighborhood I've met a few times uh, who's also walking their dog. And we're just chatting when this gigantic pelican and by the way, there are pelicans in Indianapolis, like when this dream Mm -hmm. happened, which was like three weeks ago, because they come through for their um, migration.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And so I had seen pelicans in Indianapolis a few days earlier while running in Eagle Creek. So it wasn't totally out of the blue. I see a, a a pelican, but it's, it's even bigger than, than most pelicans. And I think at first, like, maybe I'm just like much closer to it, you know, than I usually get to pelicans. Cause it's like, right. For some reason it was st- standing on a wire. It's like right there. Mm-hmm. And the person I was with was like, God, that's a huge pelican. I was like, that is a huge pelican. And potato was kind of barking at it. Pelican's kind of looking, looking askance at potato. And I was like, don't, don't eat my dog, man. Okay. Like just don't eat my dog. Uh-huh. That's how big of a pelican it was. Yeah. Okay. Pelican opens its mouth, Hank. Uh huh. And you know what's in there? Your dog? No, like a four year old. Oh my God. A four year old human is in there crying. And the lady's like, you got to do something. And I was like, me? Why is it always me? Why am I always the one deputized to do something? You don't don't have to be the hero. You get to be the hero. (laughs) So I climb up the telephone pole as, you know, I could totally. Uh (laughs) And (laughs) I reach into this gigantic oversized pelican's mouth, as I totally could, and pull out this four-year-old who's just drenched in pelican spit, spittle, whatever. Uh And I take the kid down. And I'm like, he's like, oh my god, thank you so much. He doesn't, you know, he's fours. So he doesn't talk that much, but he's like, uh-huh. thank you, thank you, thank you. That was so scary. I was like, dude, where are you from? And he's like, Hinsdale. And I'm like, Hinsdale, the lot. suburb of Chicago. <laughs> he's like, yeah. Spellman flew me here from Hinsdale as part of his migration. I'm on and a I'm migration like, oh, route. Crap, man. Do you know your address? And he's like, no, I'm four. I'm four. And I was like. Well, we got to get you home, buddy. This is going to be a problem. And that, that then it turned into a madcap road trip with this oh. neighbor I don't know very well, two dogs, and a four-year-old who was trying to describe to us what part of Hinsdale he lived in. <laughs>
1: That's great.
0: I, and I woke up thinking, my first thought when I woke up was, is that a
1: movie? Like, could I make that into a movie? Probably not. That's probably, <laughs> probably not a movie. Not. But it could be. Is it a movie? Here's what I will say, John. <laughs> If a pelican could eat a person, they would. You think so? Oh yeah. Pelicans eat you catch them eating like pigeons sometimes. Oh. Like they'll eat whatever. You just wouldn't fit. Like they don't they can't they got a little hole at the back of their throat. Only a certain right. size things can fit through it. Sure. Uh so, so, so they're so not people above are it. safe,
0: including four year olds. I no, again, this guy wasn't getting eaten by the pelican. He was just, just getting, getting traveled. He was just it was it was a mode of transportation for him <laughs> right. uh, uh, he didn't want yeah. it to be though he'd basically been
1: kidnapped and you know the largest pelican, the Dalmatian pelican can weigh up to thirty three pounds and has an, a wingspan of almost twelve feet now is this a dad joke? No, that's a real fact that's terrifying. they I mean, are they are maybe the largest flying bird twelve There's some feet different ways you can define it twelve feet, twelve feet that that's a that's a dinosaur like that's no, a pterodactyl. It's a dinosaur like they look and and we think maybe feed the same way as as some pterodactyls. Oh man, that's wild! That reminds me actually that
0: today's podcast is brought to you by the Dalmatian Pelican. The Dalmatian Pelican it can't eat you, but it that's would right. if it
1: could. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Pelican Soup. Pelican Soup it's delicious, but the bills are enormous.
0: And, of course, today's podcast is brought to you by that pelican who kidnapped a four-year-old. That is not
1: cool. And this podcast is also brought to you by nares. Nairs. It's what pel- It's like what birds have instead of nostrils, I think. And pelicans don't have functional nares, so they have to breathe through their mouth. Is that true? They're mouth breathers like Harry Kane? That's right. I don't know who Harry Kane is. He's a striker
0: for England who just always breathes through his mouth. I don't know how else to say it. It's not. It's not. I don't mean it as an insult. I just mean it as an yeah. observation. They're like that. I'll tell you what. There's about 14 people who listen to this podcast who just burst out laughing.
1: <laughs> yeah, they got to. They. They. I think that they have evolved like a separate thing to do with their nostrils to excrete salt, maybe. Hmm. Um, because they eat so much uh, ocean life. Yeah. So they just snot out that salt. Yeah. Then Smart Zood's crystals. We've got a Project for Awesome messages from Jonas who asks who says. Wait,
0: could you just like pen him... I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt yeah. the Project for Awesome message, but could you just like pen them up the way that um, you know we do with other animals that we want stuff their stuff yeah. and just make them make them snot out crystals all day and you use those
1: crystals in our uh, in our soup? Yeah, we could, but not we won't do it until and unless someone makes up a story about how it's really good for your gallbladder or some crap. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's like how the best coffee has to be pooped out by a civet or whatever. It's yeah. the same it's the same concept. And right. I it's love it's people
1: it. are like, I this this special slake, flaky salt that's the exact same stuff. I'm yeah, like it's I the mean, same who, stuff, you guys. Who
0: wants Himalayan pink salt, you know? Or when Red have... Sea salt or whatever, when you could have salt that is literally derived from pelican snot. That has got to be the most luxurious salt of them all.
1: John, can I tell you something that made me feel weird? Yeah, but you got to read the Project for Awesome message first. Okay. <laughs> this is from Ionis, who uh, is sending a message to the people of the Nerdfighter Crafting Hangouts. That sounds fun. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that was a thing. Thank you for the many awesome moments and for letting me be a part of your group, even though I don't knit. I can't wait uh, to regularly join y'all again, especially to Catherine, whose friendship became especially valuable for me. DFTBA.
0: How lovely. That's lovely. It's great to know that there are communities within the community of Nerdfighteria. That was something Hank and I wanted from the very start was the idea that like people would be able to connect with other people who share their interests around the world through Nerdfighteria. And it's great to see that happening.
1: at uh, about $5 billion, That's a de- I checked that because that's a lot. Plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away every year. And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water, which is heavy. We're shipping around all this water using fuel when we don't have to. Every year, Americans throw away 25% more trash from Thanksgiving to New Year. This year, maybe Now, what is it that you wanted to tell me, bud? So I got access to the the platform behind uh, the, the social shopping on TikTok, where you can see what you can sell as a creator. You can make videos, sell products, and then you can make an amount of money every time somebody buys the product.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you make a commission.
1: Yeah. Which I think is broadly fine. Um, I think it's a little weird, but broadly fine. The... The, the it has that... resulted
0: in 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 one quarter of my for you page being TikTok yes. shop advertisements. <laughs> Many I of somehow... them hosted by myself. Yeah, um, I... which is the most uncomfortable when 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 I'm advertising to me. Yeah, uh, when I'm always like, hey, get Hank's cancer socks. I'm like, oh,
1: God, that guy's so annoying. So I can't imagine what it's like for other people. (laughs) Enough. Yeah. TikTok, once you make a video that is successfully selling something on TikTok shop, TikTok will not stop showing it to people. Yeah. Um, Even if you ask them to. I have found – so so when I'm in this little area, I can see uh, what is selling a lot and I can see how much you make when you're selling it. Okay. And the, and I can also like watch the videos that are promoting it and the amount of like bizarre nutritional supplements that are selling w- with like brands you've never heard of that oh, yeah. I can't imagine there's anyone checking what's actually in this stuff. And like the videos are like, it, it cured my acne, it made me sleep better, it like, it does everything, these things. Yeah. They do everything. Right. And like, You know, because they are nothing and they sell for a fairly high price, you get paid a lot per sale. And I'm like, this is a very weird thing to be incentivizing. Well, to be fair, we've been in that business.
0: I know we have one way or another, not you and I like humans have been in that business one way or another for literally thousands of years. Yeah. So it's not a huge surprise to me that that business continues to be a business. It's just and like
1: being invited into it, and being like, "Look at the, look at the plethora of things that, right? Well, look all at all of the of money you could be making." Like, like, I do, I do wish I made more money from TikTok. Yeah, well, you know, I think that the main thing is getting is, people to sign up for the Awesome Socks Club, and I guess that is the main good thing. store. Like that's that's where yeah. all, yeah. Like, we, I guess that's the yeah, main thing. That's
0: what we need to depend on. Um, I have been asking myself why I'm on TikTok lately, I uh, but, then I, yeah. but then I just got a good idea for a TikTok. So I think I'm going to make that one. So now <laughs> and maybe that's why I'm on TikTok, because sometimes yeah. I have good ideas for TikToks.
1: That's yeah.
0: Hank, let me ask you a question that is not a leading question. By the way, you're going to be fine about that penguin nightmare. It's going to be fine. Just don't uh, have okay, my penguin yeah. nightmare. Yeah. Let me just ask remember, you another question. There's
1: a hole at the back of the throat. You're too big to fit in it. Bella asks, dear John and Hank,
0: my sister heard from a friend that if you pour a shot of vodka into the water for your bouquet of flowers, they'll mm. perk up and have a second wind. And so far it seems to be working. Yeah. The tulips we gave vodka to, especially compared to the vase that we only gave water to. well, wow, they did like a control yeah. trial. <laughs> Not only refreshed after being droopy, but totally opened up. Roses my sister had for over a week are still looking like new. What is going on here? Vodka and vases, Bella. Yeah, this is a real thing. This is real,
1: yeah. Uh, They're so, just so like me. The- <laughs> <laughs> I perk, perk right up, 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 man. That's not what <laughs> happens to me. No, I turn. I go the other way. You put vodka in me. I turn. I start to droop. I, I must go to watch TV and sleep now. Uh, but yeah, it, it inhibits ethylene, which is mm. like the ethanol in the vodka. Inhibits ethylene, which is the gas that plants. Uh, involve in ripen- ripening in various ways. I don't really know how, but it it makes mm-hmm. it not produce that. Um, and but don't just put like straight like don't put them in straight vodka. That will kill them. And there's like a ratio. Okay. You can look it up. Uh, and there's also it. This is what I love. So uh, you could also put um, citrus soda in because the glucose is good for them. Like the sugars in the soda. And the acid makes it so that the water has an easier time getting up the stalk for some reason, Hmm. which means that not only are plants drunks, they're like dirty drunks. They're just drinking (laughs) seven up in vodka. Hey,
0: hey, hey, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with drinking seven up in vodka or mountain dew and bourbon or oh man rum and coke or whatever whatever your combo is. I don't
1: know. Is. I mean, I I do. I love this. like the I, the thought of a seven up and vodka does sound lovely. I just don't think it's the highest class of cocktails.
0: I think it depends on the quality of the 7-Up you got, you know? That's true.
1: But they it, not need a good 7-Up. Up. They're plants. So you could just use like right. the, they you can know, get the, the lowest quality Up or stuff. whatever it's called. Yeah, they can get the mm-hmm. Dr. Uh, thunder 7-Up. <laughs> <seven Yeah>. <laughs> no worries. Uh huh. Western Family is the store brand we have here. That's Western a good Western Family I like sodas.
0: That. I liked it. What's Western Family's Dr. Pepper called? Do you know?
1: No, it's just called Western Family uh i've john i'll be honest with you i don't buy soda
0: <laughs> i know you don't okay. i know which is by the way such a um i don't know, i don't know i don't know exactly how to explain to you how it comes across when you say i don't buy soda to me but it's a little bit like when i tell somebody that i'm vegetarian and then they respond that they're vegan like <laughs> okay fine. okay well, good for you not a competition That's all right. I'm glad you don't know, buy soda. Congratulations. Yeah. OK. <laughs> God, what, what, what it must be fun, you know, to live without one of life's primary joys as a virtue signaling.
1: Yeah, I do drink it sometimes, but like I don't have it in the house. It seems it, I can't I, I would I, just I, chug I, it. I can't have it in the house.
0: I can have Lacroix in the house, but I can't have like Diet Dr Pepper in the house. I have to, but I will like go out of my way to get it. Like I'll 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 Uh pick Alice up from school and be like, "Hey, listen, we got to stop by the Circle K." (laughs)
1: Daddy's gotta, Daddy's gotta pick something up. (laughs) (laughs) Totally, (laughs) that's fantastic. yeah i mean um, I, I i do that with like uh with fast food sandwiches, yes like the other yes. day I went to the the warehouse to pack socks and on the yeah. way i like the whole day I was like, i'm gonna go to McDonald's on the way <laughs> and i i left like a half an hour early and i just yeah, yeah. the whole the just, whole just i indulged. love the fast food sandwich, man yeah, they're so salty.
0: There's so much salt. And you know, what, you, know, you know what else they have that I really like? Consistency. They taste oh, the man. exact same as the last one.
1: Yeah, I went to a McDonald's. I didn't even know it was there. I was like, oh, man, I got on the wrong road. How am I going to get to McDonald's now? And I was like, well, I guess we'll find another fast food restaurant. And then I was like, there's a McDonald's. <laughs> and it was exactly the same. Yes.
0: Yeah, I would call it a miracle, except it's actually the most common thing that could possibly occur.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, all that, right. isn't that the case with so many miracles? Like, uh, yeah, plants just everywhere. What are you? You just yeah. grow yourself? That's amazing. And, and they then you are get drunk on vodka, sprites.
0: Yeah, yeah. Even okay. after you've been like cut down, yeah, so that you can be enjoyed in someone's home as long as somebody gives you vodka and seven up. You're like, all right, I'll hang around for a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll stay I'm at this party a couple <laughs> extra days. <laughs> All right, Hank, it's time for the all-important news from Mars and AFC Wimbledon.
1: Do you want to do Mars news?
0: Y- yeah, we usually do.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: okay, <laughs> I don't big, know how it works. But... You don't remember this? This is, You don't remember that in the podcast we do Mars news and AFC Wimbledon news every week for the last 300 episodes no, or every other week now? sometimes you go first. Oh, yeah, I mean, I can go first. You can go first. There's no—that is not set in stone. What is set in stone is that the people, Hank, they come to us— For news about Mars and AFC Wimbledon, that is the primary reason why people listen to this podcast, John. Yes, that's why we save it for the end, when so that they have to wait. They have to get through all the ads and other stuff. Yeah,
1: John. Yeah. So you know that we now have. A little helicopter that flies on Mars Helicopter on Mars. On Mars.
0: That's my, one of my favorite things we've ever done. We put a little helicopter drone on Mars and we've flown just it around it. so
1: much. It does and the it, thing that it's supposed to do. It flies it around supposed, on
0: Mars. It's supposed to go on like 12 flights. It's been on like 12,000 million.
1: Exactly. Somewhere like that. Uh, well, since we figured out it definitely works, everybody is feverishly working on new extra Earth helicopter designs. Um, oh. So the fact that it's still in operation today, it's been able to do so much. Uh, NASA will probably want to send up more helicopters on future missions that are more capable. And that also means uh, ways to Im- they, they want to improve. And that also means they want to improve on that design. So, like, they've learned a bunch. Recently, they tested out a new dual rotor system that has two carbon fiber blades that are longer than the ones on Ingenuity. And a team of scientists in China also recently published designs for a quadcopter called mars bird uh seven mars bird mm. seven it's foldable to help save space on the way to mars and that might not end up being a design used for a future mission but china is looking at launching a sample return mission around 2028 or 2030 and planning that sounds for the a mission, little late to me <laughs> planning uh, for that mission to involve a helicopter of some kind to be involved in that cool that's great. Yeah, I mean, I, I it does
0: make me wonder. Tell me if this is a crazy idea. So a big part the biggest part of the energy is getting leaving Earth's atmosphere, but then there is a little bit of extra energy that comes with landing and yeah. and then so having down. to, to yeah. go back, you know, leave Mars's gravity and go back to Earth, right? Mm-hmm. I yeah, wonder if yeah, you could keep sure. the spaceship in orbit and sort of just like drop down a bunch of helicopters for the, to go pick up the samples.
1: Well, they have to, they still have to get back. You can't helicopter all the way back to space.
0: Great point. Cause there's no air. Yeah. Solid point. That happens when we try to but go to the top of Mount Everest in a helicopter.
1: There there are people who use the air up until you cannot use it anymore and have des- have designed systems that use the air until you can't use it anymore and then have a rocket that blasts off from that platform. Mm-hmm. In fact, I designed one of those based on a helicopter in Kerbal Space Program once.
0: Oh, well, that will totally work on Mars. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Maybe it will. That's, actually, that's a very cool idea. I shouldn't have m- diminished it. I love that <laughs> idea. Like a helicopter that is helicoptering, messy. and then it kind of folds up its little... Uh, helicopter wings and just becomes a rocket.
1: Yes, if you, I think that I put it on on YouTube. If you want to search for a helicopter, <laughs> You've
0: got a gift for titles.
1: <laughs> um,
0: well, in news work. from America's second favorite fourth-tier English soccer team. So it's you know it was the best of times, it was the worst of times, it was the middlingest of times. Right now, AFC Wimbledon are tenth in the League Two table, um, and it's December sixth, so. Th- as we're mm-hmm. recording. So this okay. is this is important to know because, yeah, 10th is great. Uh, last year we were not in 10th. Um, but there's there there is a big thing coming up next month that could really reshape what kind of season we end up having. Because as you'll recall, last season we were doing OK and then we sold our best player to a team in Cutter uh Iubisal, and then we plummeted down the ranks and barely survived at the end of the season, um, staying up with only one game to go. I I would like to not repeat that experience because getting relegated um from the fourth tier of English football is, I think it's safe to say, an unmitigated catastrophe. It would be very difficult to get back up. We would be in big long-term like existential trouble. Mm. Uh, we we don't we don't we don't want it. Um, this year we have two players, uh, who there's just no getting around the fact that they are very good and they are part of the reason Mm -hmm. we are very good. Mm -hmm. One is Jack Curry, who's been with us since he was 10 years old, our left back. And the other, of course, is our Iraqi scouser, um, our liver puddle in Iraqi, uh, the great Ali Alhamadi, who just keeps scoring. He, we just played Ramsgate in the FA Cup, the knockout competition. We won 5-0. Ali Alhamadi scored two goals. He could have scored more. They brought him off when he was on it, about to get a hat trick, and he was clearly annoyed by that. Um, he scored two goals against Notts County, one of the best teams in League Two, who we beat 4-2 uh, last week. He is th- probably the best striker in League Two, and he plays for us, and that's a big part of the reason why we're re- why we're pretty good. Um, holding on to those two players in the January transfer window, uh, I think, will have a lot to do with how the second half of our season goes. Mm. But we're into the third round of the FA Cup, which is when all the big teams come in. That's when you can play Manchester United or right. Liverpool. We got about the worst possible draw that ah. we could have gotten, in my opinion. We drew Ipswich.
1: Which is like, it's going to be hard to win, but also nobody cares about them. Totally. They're like, <laughs>
0: they're going to go to the Premier League next year. They're they're one of the best teams in the championship. They're way better than we are. But who cares? They're called the Tractor Boys. The what? I know. So, like, it's hard to get excited about, like, vroom, vroom. Chugga, chugga. Yeah. Let's take Let's down take, those tractors. Take down tractors. the boys. Yeah.
1: Well, here, maybe you'll win. And then you'll get the- <sighs> I tell you what, if we won, it would
0: be amazing. But it's also like, it's not going to be on TV and you make like 100,000 oh, extra on dollars if you're on TV. Yeah, we were on TV to- against- <laughs> We were on TV against Ramsgate. It was great. I got to watch AFC Wimbledon in stunning high definition on my fancy TV. Um, that was really fun. But yeah, this this is not going to be put on TV. Who wants to see Ipswich and AFC Wimbledon on TV? Me, but yeah. like nobody yeah. else. Yeah. So yeah. So we've got we, we've got that coming up, um, and we've got the January transfer window, which I think is just going to tell us a lot. Hank, there's part of me that just wants to like. I mean, Nerdfighteria is so good at fundraising. I just, I have to, I have to, I have to resist the urge. I I know, I know, I know. I've talked to Sarah about it as well. It's not just you who's reminding me. Just telling you, Nerdfighteria is really good at fundraising. (laughs) Now, they're obviously best at fundraising for tuberculosis research and cancer, access to cancer treatment and stuff like that. But like, you know, fourth tier English soccer teams matter too. That's right, John. Just in a different way. Just in a different way. <laughs> Just in a different way. Specifically in a way that we can't raise money for. It wouldn't be right. Specifically in a way that is less. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> yes, in fact. The, primarily in terms of magnitude.
1: <laughs> yeah. Difference.
0: Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Well, Hank, thank you for potting with me. Thanks to everybody for listening. Sorry we didn't answer more questions. But please send us your questions at hankandjohn at gmail.com. Dear Hank and John is produced by Rosiana Hans-Rojas. It's edited by Joseph Tuna-Medish. Our head of community and communications is Brooke Shotwell. The editorial advice and assistance comes from Taboki Chakravarti, and the music you're hearing now in the beginning of the podcast is by the great Gunnarola. As they say in our hometown, Hank, don't forget, forget to be awesome.